You're listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey everybody, welcome to Chris Talks Cars. My name is Chris. Um, this is my show where eventually I will talk about the things I go and see in the car world. Right now it's kind of hard to do with the whole coronavirus going on. Um, a little bit about me. <laughs> um, March 10th of this year, I quit my job to start my YouTube channel and travel the country going to drag racing events, circuit races, hill climbs, pretty much any if anything car related. That's that's what I was going to go do. I bought a Ram 3500 uh, 2015 Cummins, of course. Um, to pull my 35-foot fifth wheel that I bought all so that I could road trip across America with my business partner and longtime friend, Manny Suarez, who will be on here eventually. Um, so we paid to sponsor TX2K. That was going to be the first event we went to. Um, you know, I figured, you know, go out there, do it big in the first event. As soon as we get there... Day one, they're like, the event is canceled to all spectators. And we're like, well, that sucks, but at least we can still stay and make videos. And, you know, we'll still just move on. This event sucked, but whatever. So during the week, it would just, the, all the, the energy was completely sucked out of the event. That was my third time going, and it was just, not it wasn't the same obviously you know there's usually i think they said 10 to 15,000 people there through the weekend and there was there was no spectators so it was it wasn't a great start to our event but the next event we were going to go to was uh RWP Rednecks with Paychecks which is in St. Joe, Texas, it's a little north of Dallas and you know, they're like, hell yeah, brother, we're not canceling shit. It's, it, well, if you don't know what RWP is, it's basically, um, redneck spring break. It's, uh, monster trucks and side by sides and just, it's a crazy huge mud bogging event. Look it up. It's, it's insane. Anyway, that was the next event we're going to go to because they kept saying, we're not going to cancel. We're not going to cancel. It's still on. So, you basically have to dry camp out there. So we're gearing up to do that for four days. And as we're heading towards Dallas, um, they had to cancel because the county had revoked their permit. So at that point, Manny was already supposed to fly back um, to go to California because he had some work stuff he had to finish up. So we we had a free week at that point. He didn't have to fly out till Sunday, and we didn't have anything to do. So we drove to Denver, and he got a one-way ticket from Denver to L.A. for like $28. It was ridiculous. But uh, So I dropped him off in Denver. We stayed in Denver for like two days, which was really nice. Side note. So we're pulling into Denver. It's snowing and beautiful, but it's freezing, and I don't have an insulated hose for the RV. So we go to Walmart. I figured you can get it there because it's 
Denver, it's cold. It freezes there. It's currently winter. Of course, they'll have stuff to make your hoses not freeze. I go up there and ask, and they give me the most bewildered look. Like, a, a what? A heated water? I mean, I don't. Maybe in plumbing? I guess. May, I don't know. And I, I mean, they're just like I was speaking gibberish. And I called. No, we went to Ace Hardware. Same response. Luckily, the guy next to us had an extra one that he'd ordered off Amazon for $160. But we had no option, so we had to buy that one. Um, anyway, drop Manny off in Denver at the airport. He flies out. I continue to Eastern Oregon, Lapine, where my sister lives. Spend a week there, just hanging out with the family, get some uh, some quality marijuana products from High Desert Botanicals. If you're ever in Eastern Oregon, go see my sister. She will hook you up. Um, anyway, spend a week there, hanging out, seeing the nieces and niece and nephews, and then head back home, which is Vegas, to stay with my sister in her guest bedroom because that is what you do when you quit your job to pursue your dream of not having a job and being a YouTuber. And then the first weekend out, they cancel everything. But, no, I mean, it sucks for sure. But as of right now, at least it's looking like it's temporary. Funny coincidence, when I broke my lease and got rid of all my furniture and everything because I was moving in our room to go on a road trip, my bed and mattress went to my sister for her guest bedroom, which is now where I'm sleeping again on my own bed, which is nice. But she's awesome. Her and my brother-in-law, Travis, who is a also a podcaster, Build Your Network podcast, um, they're great. My nephew Cameron is adorable and awesome. You might be able to hear him in the background talking. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Eventually, the podcast will be what Manny and I did over the weekend or anything we happened across during the week on the road. But for now, it's just kind of be me ranting. I, l I looked up... Uh, on Google News, I typed in automotive industry for the, the topic to try and find something to talk about for this, and it was dismal, all about how the automotive industry may never recover, and many, many headlines like that due to um, the smaller suppliers. The big, the big manufacturers can, you know, lay off everybody and just kind of go into hibernation I guess for a while but all the companies that supply them can't so I didn't get too deep into it because it was kind of depressing but instead I decided to do something positive and I've just been binging roadkill and top gear and um, Harry Potter movies you know because that's that's what you do if you don't have the Motor Trend app, it is the best $5 a month you'll ever spend. You get all the old Top Gears with the original three, the, the only true Top Gear. 
Um, it's got all the specials in a separate category. It's got just all the regular episodes from the pre-James episodes all the way. Actually, I don't know what the newest ones they have. But anyway, yeah, all those, um, a ton of live over, or not live anymore, I guess, but when they are happening live, overseas racing events like uh, Australia V8 supercars, um, touring cars, like there's tons, ton, there's so much content. It's really a steal for five bucks a month. You get dirt every day. You get all the road kills, all the road kill extras. There's a ton of, it's not a paid advertisement. It's just as a car person, you should definitely have that subscription and it's only five bucks a month. I mean, I think we can all find that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, binging roadkill makes me miss hanging out with my car friends who are currently in California, you know, quarantining it up. Um, yeah, there's really not much car stuff going on. My brother-in-law is not really a car guy. He appreciates them. He likes McLarens, which is awesome because... He's more successful than I am, and someday he'll have a McLaren, and I'll get to drive it. Um, like I said, right now, I just have my Ram. I'm selling my Honda Accord that I used to drive for a little work history on me, I guess. I joined the Navy in 2008 when I was 21, living in California. Uh, went to boot camp in January in Chicago. It was so cold. I'd, I'd never really experienced cold like that before because I was born in California and then grew up back and forth between California and Oregon. So, I mean, I'd had winter and seen snow, but I'd never never experienced January in Chicago. So that was, that was an experience. Um, boot camp was... It was easy, as long as you just had the tiniest amount of mental discipline, you were you were fine. Like, you got lonely just because of the isolation. Back then, we weren't allowed to have cell phones or anything, or <clears throat> we, got, we got to check our Facebook once at the end, like week seven, I think, of eight weeks of boot camp. So it was pretty easy, though. It was in the winter, so we weren't allowed to jog outside, which in the summer you have to double time or basically jog everywhere, which is, you know, it's a pretty big base. So that, that made cut down a lot. Like, yeah, it was cold, but we also didn't have to double time everywhere. So there was a trade-off I was willing to make. Um, yeah, then I went basically across the street to uh what was it boot camp is called rtc recruit training recruit training command i forget what the base across the street is but that's where for the corpsmen and electronics technicians and fire controlmen there's there's a bunch of schools there a bunch and i spent the next um nine months there I was in Chicago overall from January to November and from March to what whatever day in November I left. Then I went to Virginia, Virginia Beach. Um, while I was in transition 
from because uh, you're not allowed to have a car when you're on the base there. So while I was there in school, right before I left, I'd found an Audi A4, uh, 2002, my favorite body style, B6 body style. It was a red, five-speed manual, 1.8 turbo, quattro, black leather interior. I still, I don't regret any of the cars I've gotten rid of. I, I regret getting rid of that one. That's the only one. I miss it. Um, anyway, I had that great car i put a like stage one apr tune on it which probably did nothing but i felt like it did and i told everyone it did so yeah i drove i drove that car like i stole it for like five years and really never had a problem i think i had like a cam position sensor go bad and a fuel pump and that was really it and I feel bad because I used to just brag about how great it was and how nice. Jesus Christ, man. The red light's on above the door. Can you see it? We're on the air. That's, that's, that's the podcast professional. And Yeah, the smoke detector's probably on. I smoked a big fatty right before we started. That was my brother-in-law, Travis. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so the Audi... I drove like I stole it. Try, I, I say I street raced it. It was most of the people didn't know we were racing. It was it was I got I got away with a lot of stupid stuff in that car because it wasn't super fast and it was extremely quiet. So you could drive it on the rev limiter, and even if you're in the car, you probably wouldn't know. So. Anyway, I'd rip around in that thing. So my dad bought my sister an Audi because I bragged about mine and how good it was and how few problems I had. But she didn't get the Quattro or the manual transmission. She got the front-wheel drive with the CVT. And the 1.8-liter engines are notorious for carbon buildup on the heads. Well, if you've ever driven a CVT, you know they always want to be at the lowest RPM possible, which is great for fuel economy, but horrible if you want to try and burn cleaner to, you know, keep your heads without buildup. So the guy that she bought it from drove like two miles each way to work from parking garage to parking garage in town. So it never, it never got opened up. So as soon as they got it, they started having head problems, spent... I don't know, too much money trying to fix it. Eventually did an engine swap and the second engine, I th the second engine was fine, but they sold it immediately. And then what did she get after that, Travis? Yeah. It was the Corolla. Yeah, she, you guys, cause you guys just gotten married, right? Yeah, so right when they got married, like, their first act as a married couple was to ditch this Audi. Yeah, I don't blame them. Um, so then they bought the Corolla, which, you know, obviously tons of problems, notoriously unreliable Toyotas were. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't have any problems, obviously, but that's that's not exciting. Um, back to me, the point of the show. Um, so after the the volts or the Audi 
I got the Golf R. And that was that was a great car. The f- right <laughs> right after I got it, I got a 60 over ticket and I was in Virginia Beach. My buddy was up from Florida, Navy friend, and we were out driving around. I was showing him the new car, obviously. And uh, I go to show him the, the launch control. So we stop. I launch it, go to like midway through third gear or whatever, and let off, slow back down to normal speed, start driving like a regular person. And then I notice a policeman behind me. I'm like, ah, shit. And then I notice him turn on his lights. I was like, ah, shit. And I was like, pulled over. And I told my buddy, I was like, you're probably going to have to drive the car home. Like, I'm going to jail. Because Virginia Beach and Norfolk cops are notorious not friends of the uniformed person. Um, anyway, they're very strict. There's like, there's no cursing in Virginia beach. Like it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy place. Um, anyway, the cop was super cool. He still wrote me, you know, a ticket, which he had to, I was going 85 and a 25. So that's on me. But I rolled down the window like, not like, Oh, good evening officer. What, what can I do for you? <laughs> and he's a uh, new car. Yes. Yes, sir. Your buddy there? Yes, sir. Got insurance? Yes, sir. Let me see it. So back in the days when you actually carried paper copies of your insurance card, you didn't just hand them your phone. So he goes back, comes back with a ticket, no dollar amount on it, which was way worse than, even if it would have been a higher amount than I actually ended up paying, the fact that there was no dollar amount on it. So I had no idea what to expect because I just, I had to go to court because in Virginia, anything 20 over the speed limit is reckless driving and anything over 80 at all is reckless driving. So I had two counts of reckless driving. So I had to go, I had to go to court. So I get this lawyer, thousand bucks. My chief had to go with me, my boss. And so I roll into court with my chief, my lawyer, and me. And I stand there, and it almost went this fast, like judge talk, lawyer talk, judge talk, chief talk, judge talk, lawyer talk, I was in handcuffs. And what ended up happening was I got a $500 fine, which, not that bad, 30-day suspended license, pretty bad, and then I had to spend four hours in a holding cell after my court date, which was, you know, right then. So I'm in my dress whites, which, as any of my military people know, you have to be in uniform to go to court. I'm in handcuffs in my dress whites in this, like, side holding cell. The goofy bailiff in the rush to put the handcuffs on me, had gotten the sleeve of my whites caught in the handcuff. So the ratchet didn't engage. So while I'm standing back there, just like sweating bullets because the Navy can also prosecute you. That's the shitty part. And when you're in the military, if you get a DUI or something out in town, the military can also punish you in addition to the civilian court. So I'm like, I'm sick because I'm on duty. I'm not going to take time to explain that now. If you're in the military, you know what that means. 
I'm in court on my duty day in a holding cell. So I'm just assuming as soon as I get back to the boat, I'm going to get destroyed again. So so I'm sitting in the uh, the holding cell, and the energy in there is weird, right? This this I've always been a super like straight edge, afraid to get in trouble kind of person. So this was my first time in a jail cell that wasn't on a school field trip. And <laughs> first off, I don't know if it's just Virginia because that's the only place I've gone to traffic court. Um, everybody in there is there for driving on a suspended license. There was probably 20 people in front of me and 15 of them driving on a suspended license. It is unreal. Anyway, so we're all sitting in the holding cell, and obviously I'm, I'm getting off the lightest of anybody. I'm just there for a slap on the wrist, basically. Most of the other people are going to jail, which is you take a tunnel under the street and go to the jail. Um, so they're all super salty, you know, it's all, you know, the, the fucking cops and this and that, and everyone's in there, they're all riled up, and then there's like this lull of new people coming in, because every time someone new would come in, they would tell their story, and to get everyone all fired up, but there was nobody in there, or no new people, and the energy, like, felt a distinct change, because the fight in them from being in court has worn off and the adrenaline and now they're all just sitting there waiting to get processed to go to jail for a couple days and I was like dude this like I was pretty bummed out when I was standing there like because you know it was traumatic I was in handcuffs like I'm being prosecuted for street racing like this is bullshit which you know whatever I was it was a stupid thing to do I shouldn't have done it on the street um but yeah and I realized oh these people have real problems like they're going to jail for a DUI for 10 days and they're getting you know thousands of dollars in fines and all this crazy stuff so I get out my my first class my other boss comes and gets me and I go back to the boat and luckily they just made me take a day of leave which was a paid day off basically and I got a written a counseling so luckily the navy didn't seem to give a shit that I was going fast which was nice but you know being the responsible car guy that I ultimately am instead of taking the 30 days of suspended license to uh, reflect on my wrongdoing I decided to make my car faster so that was when I did a three inch turbo back exhaust uh, three inch intake um, stage two United Motorsports tune and a high pressure fuel pump which put me at 300 horsepower to the wheels which was a lot of fun in that little car um, funny story right after I got the mods done I was leaving cars and coffee and in Virginia, it rains all the time, so it had just rained, and I was driving, and I went, you know, grab first as I was leaving and hit the wastegate, and it just immediately hit the limiter, just rat that 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 that. I was like, man, I must, you know, 300 horsepower is really kicking in, man. I'm spinning all four tires, and then like it just kept doing it everywhere I went, and I was like, this is not okay. So obviously I realized if, well, if you don't know the golf are, they're all wheel drive, but they're not 
like a mechanic. I don't know how to explain it. There's a, a pump in the back that engages clutches that when it senses the front wheels start to slip, then it makes it all-wheel drive. So that pump had failed. So I was just front-wheel drive with not particularly good tires. They're Pirelli P0s, which were fine for all-wheel drive, not great for front only with 300 horsepower. But um, luckily, it was not. It, it was under warranty. They didn't void it because of the mods I had, which I was sweating bullets because, you know, I couldn't really afford the Golf at that point, which, you know, another financial wonder that I did was I bought the Golf when I had like a year and a half left in the Navy. So I bought a car knowing I was going to be unemployed in a year and a half, you know, 600 bucks a month. So, you know, good, go, go me. Um, I figured I was going with that story. Oh, got, yeah, made it faster. Um, and I had that until 2016. It was it was great in Virginia when it was cool most of the time. It didn't get too hot. Um, with with the mods, the uh, intercooler and everything was still able to mostly keep up. Then I moved to Vegas, and in it was black on black. The car was so you leave it sitting in you know 110, 115 degree heat all day. Everything gets heat soaked. And the intercooler can't keep up. Everything is just hot. The computer doesn't like it. Like trying to drive in traffic, it would sputter and miss. And it was just awful in the desert. As, as it was, I could have I could have made it okay. But I was uh, with my ex at the time, and she didn't have a car. So I was trying to be the gentleman and uh, traded in the Golf and got the most soul-crushing car that I've ever driven, the 2012 Nissan Altima CVT. And you want to talk about a stark difference from a hot hatch, big turbo, all-wheel drive, six-speed manual car to a large... My Golf was four-door, but this was, this was a sedan with the squishiest, worst suspension, the twitchiest steering, and a gutless four-cylinder and a CVT. You just put your foot down and check your email and send a text, maybe listen to some podcasts, and then you'd be at freeway speed. And it got great mileage. I mean, that's, that's the best thing I can say about it, but it was, it was crushing. And that got stolen and totaled in California. Um, then I got my car I have now. The, uh, well, it's, I just sold it to my buddy, but my Honda Accord, which is also a CVT and a four-door, but much, much, much better suspension and steering. And I didn't mind that car. I hated it at first because it wasn't a sports car. But you can't be mad at a four-door Accord for not being a sports car. Even though it was a sport model, I feel that was a little misleading, but whatever. Um, so once I made peace with that, it was okay. And that was, I don't know, 2018 sometime. At also that time, I finally 
getting out of some financial troubles, not troubles, just stupid decisions and making paying my way out of them. So I was either going to buy a off like from the factory order Shelby GT350 or a slightly used C7 Z06. And I was going through all of it and like getting my budget put together and like what the actual costs were and all just all the nerdy stuff cuz I was trying to be responsible cuz every car I'd bought I just like I'd been the prey that salesmen dream of. Like I just walked in there and was like, oh, yeah, that looks nice. Oh, that is good to drive. Oh, I can afford it? Well, yeah, I guess I'll take it. And then I get slapped with some huge payment I couldn't afford. So I was trying not to do that this time. And um, ultimately what I came to realize is that if I bought these cars, I would be chained to this job that I hated. And um, I guess I'll give you a little job history. I was an uh, electronics technician in the Navy for six years, 2014, or eight to t- 2008 to 2014. Um, I got out and went back home to California, lived with my dad for a while. We went to Denver for like a few months. I went to Bandemir Speedway, loved that place, met some good friends there, my buddy Damien and some other people, and you know, racetracks are the best place to make friends. They really are. I still talk to those people, and I only hung out with them for a few months years ago. Um, anyway, moved to Vegas 2015 and went to work for the Department of Energy up in Mercury, which, if you guys know, it's the one of the nuclear test sites from back in the day. Like, you see the videos of the houses being blown over, and the old black and white footage, that was where I worked. I saw there's one house left up out there, and they always take the new people out and look at it. And that's a, man, that's a fascinating place with a lot of history. Um, anyway, I worked there from 2015 to 2018. Yeah, summer 2018 when I went to work for the Air Force as a contractor working on radars. And this is where I was making the decision to get the Shelby or the Z06. And I ultimately dis- made the decision that if I if I got that, I would be locked into that job forever. And I knew I'd never be happy at the job. It was a great job on paper. It's everything I should have wanted. And I decided to take a leap. And I bought the truck and the trailer and quit my job. And like I said at the beginning, they shut down America and the rest of the world. I take it personally as a slight from God and the universe that they shut down my idea, but I will not be stopped as long as I have a podcast recorder and a microphone. <laughs> You'll never shut me up. I shouldn't say that. I'll get, what, what is it when you lose your voice, laryngitis? I'll get terminal laryngitis, the first case ever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the way I support it is, uh, I have disability from the Navy for my back and my knees and stuff. So I was between that and the money I make from, you know, 
eventually uh, monetizing the YouTube channel and selling merch and all this other stuff that I'll be doing while I'm traveling America. Well, that's all gone, so still trying to figure the rest of that out. But for now, I'm just going to ramble in incoherently into this microphone. Um, eventually, there will be video. I kept procrastinating, not recording, because I was waiting for everything to be perfect. But it's not going to happen, so I'm just putting this out there. Um, that's kind of where I'm at now, my history up to now. I'm sure... I'll retell some of it and get into more detail and parts of it later, but uh, let's see. We are 32 minutes in. Uh, I'm sure they'll get longer the more comfortable I get rambling into the void. But uh, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Cartoon Channel. Um, Facebook, there's a page or a group. I forget which one it is, but Cartoon Channel on there. And uh, I'll talk to you later.